Hey, y'all, welcome back to the Don't Mom Alone podcast. I am your host, Heather McFadden, and this is the place where I get to walk alongside you and connect you with people and resources so you know that you don't mom alone. And in this episode number 350, I like the way that sounds, 350, I've invited friends Amy Weatherly and Jess Johnston on the show. We're going to talk about friendship. And these two moms met online and then co-founded Sister, I'm With You. They just co-wrote the book, I'll Be There, But I'll Be Wearing Sweatpants. I think that my real like breakdown moment, for lack of a better word, was when I was in the thick of it with my little kids. My friend always calls it the constant constant of motherhood. What do you do all day? I keep people alive. I literally keep everyone alive all day. And I don't know what I do because everything I do just gets undone again. It's just like this constant, like a vortex. And I just had this moment after they were all in bed of sitting on the couch. And I just remember I started crying and I was just like, I am so lonely. I am so lonely and I feel so isolated and I don't even know where to start. I want people in my life to do life with but how do I even begin? I don't know if you can relate to what Jess just shared. I know that I've had my moments of neglecting friendship. I share a lot of it in my book, Don't Mom Alone. But I think if anything, as you're listening to Amy and Jess, it'd be great if you would consider your barriers to friendship. Is it circumstances? Is it past hurt? What emotions do you have? What is making friendship hard for you? Maybe it has been the circumstances of the last two years. Maybe you've put a lot of energy into fostering your kids' relationships, but you've neglected your own. I would just challenge you to consider what's one step you can take to set a goal in the area of friendship. I know there are so many things on our plates and so many different areas of our lives that we'd like to improve, but I have found the one thing that has helped me sustain myself and not burn out in motherhood. It has been the energy I've put towards my friendship. So we can talk more about that at the end of the show. Uh, There's some laughter in this. So, you know, enjoy this conversation with Amy and Jess. Here we go. Jess and Amy, welcome to the Don't Mom Alone podcast. Thank Thank you. you. So excited to be here. Well, there's three of us. It's fun for me, but for the listener, I'm sure it's a little confusing because they're like, wait, whose voice is whose? So um, (laughs) just take a moment and introduce yourself and your kids real quick. Hey, I'm Jess Johnston. Um, I live in Southern California and I have four kids. I have two boys that are 14 and 12 and two girls that are 10 and eight. Okey-dokey. And Amy? Um, I have three kids. So I have my oldest son is nine. And then my middle child is another boy who is eight. And then my youngest is a little girl who's five. And you're in Midland, Texas. So I'm in Midland, Texas. Do you say y'alls and all that? All the time. Okay. All so the that's, time. So that's how we'll know. <laughs> that is the only word I know. Yes. Um, Jess, no twang, Amy, little bit. A little bit twain. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. A little bit. Super cute. Okay. So y'all met online, which yes. as people know, quote unquote, know that they should have friends and they may believe that online friends don't count. Like maybe they're thinking that, like, does that count? 
but y'all were total strangers and met online. Talk to us about where you were personally. Were you feeling isolated? And that whole process of connecting with one another. Sure. Okay. So I actually, um, so as much as we, we love our relationship and we are very close, but we do also have in-person friends. So I do think, I hope people yep. know that those matter too. They yep. really don't like when you're sick. I love Jess, but she is not bringing me soup when I'm sick. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was bringing you soup. <laughs> I wish she was too, but we do value. It's a whole different relationship, but no, it, I just felt a pull to Jess. I can't even explain it. Like I just felt like a draw to her. I loved, we were in a writing community together and I loved the way that she wrote. I really, I just felt like I got her. I understood her. I felt like we had similar styles, similar, um, just kind of like the way we went about it. And I just can't explain it. I was drawn to her. So I kind of, um, I hit up her DMs. Um, you slid right in. I slid, she I slid, slid into my slid into DMs. Her DMs. I was trying to like second like, base. Is the, okay. What is the cool phrase? It is slid into her DMs. Okay. So I, <laughs> I slid into those DMs and I was like, Hey girl, I see that you like to write. I like to write too. And, um, it kind of just went from there. We just, we clicked pretty instantly and figured out we had a lot in common. And then it, it went from DMs to text messaging to phone conversations. And then we met in person and then we started sister. I'm with you. No, we mm-hmm. started sister. I'm with you before we met in person. Actually. Okay. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> so yeah, I have a lot. Yeah. I'm from the like conversation old yes. school blogging days, like the pre Facebook archaic blogging days where you had a blog role <laughs> on the side of all your mom friends. Yeah. And so I have met many a woman on the internet who's become mm-hmm. a very good friend who we have walked life together. And a couple of them helped me start the podcast. And like, I, I understand the magic of finding people who love things that you love, who love Jesus, the way you love Jesus. Mm-hmm. And there's this comfort in knowing they're not in your everyday, like, mm-hmm. man, I could tell them anything. And they're not going to then spill it. That's yeah. very true. No. Where are they going to go? That you can talk, you can vent about and anything. And it's, yes. it's like all, it's all on the table that, that is, very they don't weird. know who Sally is. They don't know. Yes, And, and sometimes and there's no jealousy. Happy. Yeah. Yeah. When we met for the first time in person, it was like, just so easy. Like we just clicked right away and it was, it's, we love hanging out together. It's the best. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Amy yeah. was really impressed with how much I can eat. I, it was impressive. I was, I was like, I was like, you are 100%. We were meant to be. I love that. Cause I, if I'm at the table, <laughs> let's say I go on a girl's night, everybody else there can order salads and that's cool. But I will be the one that I'm like, I will have a cheeseburger, please. <laughs> I will definitely be eating that. So with, I'm the, like, with no the truffle fries, it. with the truffle, yes, fries. truffle Always fries. With the truffle fries. Always. So I have no shame in that. So I love when Jess, I was like, you don't have any shame in that either. You like, you <laughs> took that whole cheeseburger, every French fry. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's so good. Well, and we were talking about this season of motherhood too. Y'all met when, I guess a few years ago. So maybe your kids weren't little, little, but can y'all relate to the season of little kids, maybe being home more, maybe not having the freedom to 
connect with other moms, but needing it and feeling really lonely? Yes. I think that that was really like, I've definitely had seasons in my life of loneliness, like moving and feeling really isolated. But I think that my real like breakdown moment, for lack of a better word, was when I was in the thick of it with my little kids. My friend always calls it the constant constant of motherhood. What do you do all day? I keep people alive. I literally keep everyone alive all day. And I don't know what I do because everything I do just gets undone again. It's just like this constant, it's like a vortex. And I just had this moment after they were all in bed of sitting on the couch. And I just remember I started crying and I was just like, I am so lonely. I am so lonely and I feel so isolated and I don't even know where to start. I want people in my life to do life with, but how do I even begin? That was really in that stage of motherhood was really when that like kind of all, cause you need people in that season. Like you need in a big way, cause you're on your own a lot and you know, you're having crazy conversations with your kids about like, why no, we're not going to buy that action figure in the checkout line. Like you're just having, no, we're not getting those thank you cards. Why do you need thank you cards? Like you're just having crazy conversations all day, every day. You need people that like can be in it with you. How did you move from that place of being on the couch and saying, I'm so lonely. I'm so isolated. What was your first step? Cause it is overwhelming. For me, I had this aha moment, I guess. Like I'd spent a lot of my life thinking that friends, like if kind of from a pretty insecure place of like, if people wanted to be friends with me, they would like ask me to do something or they would pursue me. And it was like, it was like, I didn't have the power to make anything happen. I just kind of had to wait for these people to choose me. Mm. And I had this aha moment that I just had to start, like start pursuing people. And um, my husband and I actually that night decided, okay, we're like super lonely. We're going to start having people over every Friday Hmm. and we're just going to invite people. We don't even know. (laughs) We're just going to invite them to our house every Friday. And that's what we're going to do. It was like this. I had listened to a sermon actually about how anything that you lack in your life to sow seeds in Hmm. generosity. And so I was like, well, how can we sow seeds in friendship basically? So then um, it was terrifying. I cleaned my baseboards for like the very first time in my life. And I just like go up to people at church and I'm like, hi, I'm Jess. You want to come to my house for dinner? And I would be like, really hoping they'd say no. (laughs) But then they'd be like, sure, I'd love to. So it was really terrifying at first. We were like, you know, right before I'm like, I hope we come down with some kind of sickness so we don't have to do this not the flu. I don't want to puke, but something else. But then they'd show up and it was really freeing and empowering to like do the thing that we were scared of and to actually plant seeds in the thing that we were longing for. And after time, eventually we found people that we just clicked with and meshed with. And I just kept investing in those friendships. And and now I really have sisters in my life that I do do life with. I love that. I love the seed analogy and like, what do you want to cultivate for this year? Even because yeah. for some people, it, it may not be friendship. They're listening to this, but they're like, yeah. oh, I'm good. I think that's a good analogy to anything we're seeing a lack in to mm-hmm. put time and invest in, have a plan, 
it switched my thinking from it being about me to how can I give this away? How mm. can I give, I lack friendship. How can I give friendship away? Cause I hadn't even mm. been thinking like so many women are lonely. So many people don't know where to start, but in my mind, and I think especially in motherhood, it's so easy to think I'm the only one, like with whatever you're struggling with, I must be the only one. I'm the only one. The reason this is hard is I, I missed the boat on something. I yes. missing a formula. And then when you do yes. that generosity, that's so great. I love that. And then Amy, you were saying that you desired your kids to have these really strong friendships and talk to us about your journey of, you know, owning that for yourself. Yeah. Well, it was one where I realized how badly I wanted good friendships for my kids. You know, like as moms, we want everything for our kids. We want so much for them and we want, we want them to, um, we, I don't want them to struggle in the places that I struggle. I want them to thrive in the places where I used to hurt. I want them to know the things that took me forever to uncover. You just want all these good things for your kids. And so you want good friendships for them. You want them to learn how to be social and how to forgive and how to have confidence and how to have um, social interactions and how to have conversations and, and how to be kind and good and how to connect with others. That, that's essential to their well-being as kids. So I wanted that for them. And so I would pour into them and, hey, okay, well, where do you want? Where can we go for you? And where can we, what can, what can I do for you? And, and somewhere along the way, it clicked for me that, oh my gosh, I'm a, wait, I'm a person too. I'm, <laughs> I'm also a human and I also need connections. And I completely sort of put it on the back burner. And I think we do as parents, you know, we get so uh, busy and our kids are in sports and, you know, this, this sport, the sports, oh gosh, it's so much. And they like, <laughs> so and then they get into high school and they quit. So that's fun. Oh my that's good. God, so right? it's all worth it. Oh, wait. No. It's exactly like, I don't, I don't want to, my kids can be anything that they want to be. I don't know that professional sports are in their future as right. of now is yeah. not the direction that <laughs> right. it looks like. You got to view it as like, they're getting other things. They're learning other I, skills. I mean, yeah. I this isn't for the so. scholarship. We're not getting yes. the scholarship in the so math house. Like, I'm just saying. <laughs> Exactly. It's, it's, I am five foot three. And so okay. <laughs> size will not be on this side. <laughs> um, but I like, I desperately wanted, I was, I was taking them to sports and camps and driving them around all the time and doing all the stuff. And finally, like it clicked, like, Amy, you're also a human. You also crave those friendships. Like you also, that's why you're lonely. That is why you hurt is because you're not giving that to yourself, you, you want it for your kids. And that's amazing, but, but you're not doing it for yourself. And it, it matters too. You know, there's nothing better that you can do for your kids' friendships than, than for them to see you have good friends. Right, right, um, right. There's nothing you can do. Like you want to teach them how to forgive people. Awesome. Let them see you how to forgive. Let mm-hmm. them see you how to connect and let them see how you be kind and let them see how you have good conversations. Um, so it just kind of clicked with me that I was also a person who needed these things. I know you've heard me talk about Prep Dish in the past, but I thought I would come on here and tell you about it right now because groceries are costing a lot more money. And I feel like Prep Dish, although you're paying for a subscription, actually saves you money in the long run because of how they craft 
their meal plans. So if you don't know, Prep Dish Weekly sends you a meal plan and in it is a grocery list and then a prep list on how to prep everything for your meals for the week. And so often the meals go along together so you use everything. Like if it says uh, to use half of a bunch of green onions, the other half is going to get used in another recipe. So you're not wasting, you're not buying a bunch of ingredients that you aren't going to use. I find that they're not only healthy and a lot of great vegetables that are in season, even if I want to swap out the meat, like let's say a meat is on sale that week or I already have chicken thighs in the freezer, I can swap things out easily. They give lots of substitutions in their tips. And if you're curious if it's true for you, if you really do save money and you eat the foods that are in the meal plan, then give it a try for free. The founder, Allison, is offering listeners a free two-week trial to figure it out. You can't beat that. So go check out PrepDish.com forward slash DMA for this amazing deal. Again, that's PrepDish.com forward slash DMA for your first two weeks free. It's a no-brainer. So good. Both of those are so good. So we have this idea. We're going to, you know, we want to give away the thing that we're lacking. And we want to give ourselves permission to put time and energy into it. But yes. then you're with the people and y'all are strong proponents. I think it's the subtitle of your book of being unfiltered, real. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, let's not just get together and keep it all high and tight and tidy and not invite people into the chaos or the challenges so that because if we don't say it, then we don't allow that person to have a, oh, I'm not the only one, you know, mm-hmm. moment. What tips do you have for the mom, particularly as we were kind of mentioning earlier before we got on, there might be a lot of insecurity and terror in addition to what normally would be scary because we haven't done social things in a while. So it's like awkward. It's a little bit clunky, you know? Yeah, I can, I can have some social anxiety. So when I first started going back out and doing girls nights, I was like, wow, you were so weird. You were just so weird. There was one time at one girl's night, like I genuinely, I had to go hide in the bathroom for like 20 minutes. Who knows what they thought was going on in there. But I like, (laughs) I was, I just had to breathe. I was like, Oh my gosh, what is happening? But yeah, it is. I think that the hardest thing is you do have to put yourself out there, but we as humans deeply desire to be known. We want to be known. We want to be seen and we want to be loved for who we are. And um, it's sort of like this realization that you realize there's popularity, which is kind of being acquaintances with a whole lot of people and knowing who a lot of people are and that that's not where it's like, that's not where that sense of connection is found. It's found in the nitty gritty and the real and the raw and the, the mundane and the boring. Um, it's found in those real parts of life where you do show up as you are and you do show up and go, this is going to, this might be an awkward conversation, but I want to be known. And the only way for me to be known is to reveal what's in my heart and, and what I fear and what I struggle and who I am. And so, you know, you can have a whole lot of acquaintances and you can know a whole lot of people and you can be invited to a whole lot of parties and still be very lonely. Mm -hmm. And I think that that comes from you're not known. And, and, mm-hmm. and the only way to be known is to, is to show up unfiltered and just as you are and to sh- kind of share. Yeah. 
I, I think that's really good. And that's so true. I don't know about moms, but like, I want a lot. Of, I'm very social. I'm an extrovert. I want a lot of friend time and stuff. But like the idea of like surface level conversation or being like stuck in like shallow, empty conversations is like my personal hell right now. Because I'm already like, I'm already talking to my kids about like, like I said, like, what are we even talking about? This is like a crazy conversation. You're mad because the cheese isn't melted on the side of the bread. Like, what are we even like, you're already having those kinds of conversations all the time. So like, literally, my nightmare is being stuck in just a social situation where you're just talking about nothing. So I always think about it as like, dipping your toe in, you know, you have like, you meet this friend, you're like, okay, okay, I think they can handle maybe like a little bit of my reel. So just like dipping your toe in and being like, yeah, I lost my marbles this morning. And, you know, I lost a fight with my four year old about the shoe, wearing shoes to the grocery store or whatever, like just starting to like, or a little bit deeper, like I've really been struggling with anxiety this week, and just dipping your toe in and finding out if it's a safe place. In yeah, my experience, m- most of the time, not all the time, but most of the time, people are like there for it. Like they don't want to be stuck in the shallow end either. So it's like dipping your toe in, feeling, okay, is this safe? And then it's just like gradually like opening yourself up more and more to like, because you can't be known unless you're you're real, right? So that that's like part of it. You cannot have deep relationships unless you're willing to show all your true colors and we're all just a mess like I don't care who you are we all are a mess we all have different struggles but we all have them yeah I like that you shared too that like it is it's it's like walking forward you don't hang out with someone the first time and go I'd love to reveal to you my childhood trauma. If I may. <laughs> yeah. Like, can I, can I just robe completely? Move. Let's just take everything off. This is not right? that moment. Yeah. Listen, mm-hmm. here's exactly what's going on in my marriage. Yeah. Uh, hi, hi. I don't know your last name yet. That feels like, that little, feels like yeah. too much too soon. Yeah. So it is sort of like a, like you, you, you walk forward all the time you know, take little steps forward and you reveal a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more until you know you're in a safe place. But it doesn't, sometimes I do think we want those deep rooted connections, friendships to happen right off the bat. We want that magic. We, uh, Jess and I talked about this the other day, actually of having like, I feel like people have this concept of like soulmate best friends where like you're walking down the street and then you see them and you're like, there it is. Oh my gosh. There's my best friend. I've been looking for you my whole life. Come on. And yeah. then it's magic and it's done. No, it's always work. It is always work. There's no, there's no magic and there's no simple formula and there's no best friend soulmates sort of thing that's happened. It is, it's like a revealing over time, like a walk forward to get there. Does that make sense? Yeah. And if we're in this partnership and that person takes that walk forward towards us, or maybe they go all the way and tell us the thing. It's really deep and big. What is your advice to, because people throw out, you know, safety, be a safe person so that you're safe for y'all. What does safety and relationship look like? How can we be those people? I think a big one for me is, is just being a non-judgmental space. Like I think being real and honest about your own struggles just creates that space automatically to where you're like, 
I'm not perfect and I'm here for your imperfections too. Like, I just want you to know that you can tell me anything and I'm here for it. Yeah. So I think that's a big one. I think that one and, and knowing secrets can be kept is probably. Yeah. One of my, um, really good friends, she had just some like struggles going on in her life and she was just always so real about it. Like she would, she I mean, she's the kind of person where someone like a total stranger at the grocery store be like, how are you today? She's, she'd be like, bad. I'm really bad today. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but she created this space for me that when I went into a hard, hard season, she was the first person I wanted to call because I knew that she wouldn't be afraid of it because she wasn't of afraid of her own struggle. And she'd been open to me about all these different struggles. So when I was going through some of the same things, I was like, she was already such a safe place for me. Yeah. Suffering, see suffering. I was just mm-hmm. uh, a possible sponsor sent me a bunch of baby food. I don't have babies, no babies. So <laughs> I, I have connected with my neighbor next door and I knew she had a, a baby and a toddler and delivered it over to her. And then we just got a really deep conversation about the loss. We both lost our fathers in the last couple of mm-hmm. years. And just this deep connection that I felt with her we could both talk about the waves of grief and how it'll hit you. And just like, I felt completely safe talking to her. I felt like she was being really honest and open with me. And I do, I agree. Like the more open we are with our challenges and our suffering and just being comfortable with that. And like, I love what you said, just not being judgmental. Cause when I think of unsafe people, (laughs) it's when I share something and they tell me, what I could do differently or totally. how I should respond. I'm like, no, that's not what I'm looking for. I was just looking yep. for someone to listen or identify yeah. and not judge. Yeah, exactly. Oh man. Okay. So any other tips for moms and friendship? Go first, take the step, be a safe person. Go ahead, Jess. I would just say we talk about a lot consistency and taking baby steps, like things that you can do. Like you do not have to like, I can be an extreme person. So I'm like, okay, if I'm going to start exercising, that means I should start, I should be able to run 10 miles like this week, you know, like I just go from zero to 60, like that's where I need to be. But it's like taking baby steps that you can actually manage. So if like inviting people over for dinner is way too much right now, that's totally okay. But can you challenge yourself? Like I'm going to meet up with friends for coffee once a month or once a week, or can I reach out to just introduce myself to somebody new and start a conversation once a week, something that you can do that will plant a seed and that you can consistently keep doing. Like you don't have to be all the way at the destination. It's just about planting seeds that you can plant right now. And yeah, I think too, another one, is, um, especially when you have kids and home. And I remember like I, my oldest son, I knew nothing about babies when I had my first son, like I had changed one diaper in my life ever. I knew nothing. I had no family that lived nearby. My hundred, my husband was in grad school. I mean, like we had, it was, it was a struggle and he had colic. And so he cried all the time and I had no idea what I was doing and I had no help. It was, it was just me. I had no friends. And, um, one of the things, like I kind of hold myself up in that, in my house and I was so depressed and lonely and hurting. And the one thing that I knew I could do, 
because I, I realized I wasn't going to make friends sitting in my house. And I'm like, I'm a homebody. So I like, I love my house. Like I went to, I went somewhere last night and they were like, what's your favorite spot in town? And I literally wrote on the piece of paper. I was like, my couch, my, <laughs> this is my couch this is where I want to be. Yeah. I, I'm a homebody, but you have to be where the people are. You're going to have to go out. If you want to meet people, they are not going to knock on your front door. And mm-hmm. if they do, you should be scared of them. And you, should, <laughs> you should be scared of them. Um, get out, go to where people are. I mean, and I know that's hard and that was hard for me, but I was like, people aren't going to bust down your door begging to be your friend. You will have to go like play it like Ariel, be where the people are. I want to be, <laughs> I was homeschooled for a lot of my elementary. And so that was my theme song. Oh, nice. <laughs> that was my theme song, Ariel. Uh, I want to see them dancing, walking around on those. Uh, Okay, well, this is super helpful. I was really pumped when OutSchool reached out about being a sponsor because a couple of my boys had mentioned wanting to learn some new skills. And when I went on OutSchool's website, I saw there were hundreds of different classes with live teachers. And this is classes from like pre-K through high school on so many different topics. And my boys were sitting with me and super excited. One of them is taking guitar lessons. And I even saw like they had an improv class that one could take and they're actually fun. I mean, if you have kids that are into Minecraft, you could even take a class on that or into art super affordable. You can choose the size and the group that works best for your child. And it's going to give them an experience where you're not having to spend more time in the car driving to an activity. You can do it right from home. So bring your kid and their passions and their interests and help them fall in love with learning, make some new friends, some new connections. If you want to check it out, OutSchool has helped my kids get excited about learning and they can help yours too. To learn more about all OutSchool has to offer and to save $15 off your child's first class, go to outschool.com slash DMA and use the code DMA. That's OutSchool, O-U-T-S-C-H-O-O-L.com slash DMA with the code DMA to save $15 off your child's first class. OutSchool.com slash DMA. I know we have a variety of moms that listen to this show, and if you are a mom who is building your team this year with the great resignation of 2020 and 2021, maybe you need a fresh start, and taking your hiring to the next level with your hiring partner that will help you find the right candidates with the right skills, the right wiring, that's Indeed. So if you're hiring, you're going to need Indeed because it is the hiring partner where you can attract, you can interview, and you can hire all in one place. It is the only job site where you're guaranteed to find quality applicants that meet your must-have requirements or else you don't pay for the service. So I think it's really great. I have had to do some hiring this last year. We've had some transitions in our team, and it's not easy. But Indeed delivers four times more hires than any other job site combined. So if you want to start hiring right now, you can get a $75 sponsored job credit 
to upgrade your job post at indeed.com slash DMA. This offer is valid through March 31st. Go to Indeed, I-N-D-E-E-D.com slash DMA. Claim your $75 credit before March 31st. It's Indeed.com slash DMA. Terms and conditions apply. If you need a hire, you need Indeed. Y'all have this book, I'll Be There, but I'll be wearing sweatpants. And I wore my sweatpants. Y'all can yes. see in Thank honor. You. I've got the fancy on top and sweatpants well. on the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because there's that too, like creating that space. I heard it once called like refrigerator rights, mm-hmm. where you are close enough friends that they can walk in your house and open your fridge. Oh, I love that. I, I love never that. knew I that was really a like thing, that. but that I always have felt that way. Like that's mm-hmm. like the that's when you know you've made it. Yeah. So we've got this, we've got these baby steps and we're going to be safe people and we're going where the people are. And is it that consistency and that showing up that gets you there? Because I do think like y'all said, we carry this ideal of having these besties and these refrigerator right friends. And that feels eons away sometimes. Like, how do we keep going even if we've experienced some rejection and some mismatches? And that's part of it. And it's, I do think we romanticize the concept of best friends and we romanticize that it just happens. And if it's right, it will just happen. And I'm like, I don't, there is, it will be easier. It will Mm -hmm. be easier. And we do that live marriage. Yeah, we did that in marriage too. Like, this is must be the wrong marriage because it's not easy and happy. I'm like, it's work. I can't, exactly. Like I cannot think of a single good thing in life that doesn't require work. I cannot think of a single good thing in life that doesn't require consistency and showing up and sacrifice. It it does. It all does. That's that's the good stuff is worth it. Um, But I do think we just romanticize that it's just going to happen. You just said the best things in life, the right things will happen. They'll just fall right into place. I mean. God will put them there. I might put it within your reach, but you're going to have to reach out. You're going to have to put your hand out on the side to grab it um, if you want it. So consistency, like there's just, there's no replacement for time. There's no replacement for time when it comes to creating depth and comfortability, which is, Mm -hmm. I know is not a word, but is it a word? I think it is. I think you did it right now. It It feels right. It feels like it's a good word. Yeah. Yeah. That Uh, feels right. Yeah. I think, and if there's a pattern, y'all, do the inner work, see a counselor. If there's like a pattern, I hate to say it may not be then. Okay. If there's a pattern of broken relationship, broken relationship, sometimes the gift is we do the work to figure out why. And that's only going to help your marriage, your kids, all those, your family relationships. If we figure out what are these patterns of pain in our story. So yeah, yes. Totally. And that that's okay. Cause we've all got our stuff. That's we've the thing. Everybody stuff. has their stuff. Nobody, nobody's the perfect friend. Nobody knows exactly how to do it. Right. Everybody's got something that they need to work on. And so there's no shame in that. If we could just erase that, like you're, you, there's nothing wrong with you. There's no shame in that, but own it and do try to work on it. So you're not stumbling over the same thing over and over and over again. That's miserable. Yeah. yeah. I think like the shame, if we could just get all the shame, I think the that's why I love talking about it. If we could, because when you talk about things that can bring shame, it it releases it for other people. Because you're like, oh, I'm not the only one. 
that struggles with that or struggles with adult friendship. No, adult friendship is hard. We're not just like seeing each other at school every day. Like if we have to, it's, it's complicated and it's hard. And I think a big thing for me was it's awkward when you're meeting new friends, it's awkward and it's uncomfortable. And for me, I was like, there's something wrong with me. Like this is weird because I am weird and therefore I should not be in this situation. But I realized like, no, getting to know people is just awkward and uncomfortable and own it. You have to wade through that to get to the closeness and get to the depth. Just expect it. There's going to be awkward moments. There's going to be uncomfortable moments. Expect it, own it, and just keep walking through it. That's good. Are you all ready to get to your mom superpowers and kryptonite? You all ready? Mom superpowers. Yes. Who wants Let's to go first? Who, what yes. mom superpower do y'all possess? <laughs> Silly or serious? You can you can brag. This is your chance. Oh man, I ask my kids to help me with these questions, and let me tell you, I do not recommend that. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, what are my gifts and what are my what am I bad at? And they're like, oh well, let me. tell now that you've opened that conversation I've been waiting (laughs) to be asked yeah I'm like I was expecting like a hallmark moment where you guys were like you are the best but it wasn't like that no Um, I'm so sorry (laughs) they they say that I'm really good at like getting them out to do random things they're like yeah like like I live in a warm place so like yeah you're like they put a bunch of snow on the pier. Let's go play in it. And we're like, mom, what? That's weird. But okay, we'll go play on the snow and the pier. <laughs> you create moments. I create moments. I Memories. That's good. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. That is a superpower. They, they may balk at it now, but that's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. Okay, Amy, what's your superpower? Um. Um, I would say (laughs) I am always down for a play date. I have sort of built my house around having kids here. Like I like everything that I've designed, everything I've bought, every piece of furniture, every rug, and it's all been designed so that kids would feel comfortable in this house. Cause I wanted my kids to feel good having their friends over and, um, like, here's all the snacks you come, like you talked about like refrigerator rights. My friends, kids know that they have pantry rights, go in there. They're all, and I'll even ask them, well, Hey, you're over here all the time. You, you kid, you're over here all the time. What's your favorite snack Aww. and make sure that I have it in my house for them Aww. that there's nothing that they can break that. I'm not going to get mad. I'm not going to yell. It's going to be fine. Have a, have a good time, connect, play. Uh, loudness doesn't bother me. I mean, there are definitely boundaries and, and I want you to behave yourself and I want you to act you know, like people, but, uh, I have, <laughs> I, I think I've done a good job of created a house that my friends and their kids kind of, they, they tend to congregate here. They want to be here. They feel comfortable and welcomed here. And that was just always a really big deal to me. That's awesome. I love that. I love that. Okay. So what about kryptonite? What is hard? What do you need support? Or you're thankful you have community because this is not your gig. That's not what you do. Not your oh brand. my gosh! Yes. So many yeah. things. So <laughs> many I don't want to think of my superpower. Why is it so? <laughs> yes, moms, this is hot. Like I bet Jess could have said what your superpower was, and you could have said Jess's, but we can't do it for ourselves. And yes, that's yeah, so true. that's totally true. Okay, uh, so I know true. all my kryptonites. What? Just one. Just I'll tell one. you one thing. One thing is school notes. 
like notes from the school, I cannot keep track of those things. Like they are neon colored, so I will not lose them, but I lose them every time. And my kids are like, this morning, my son's like, mom, I need the permission slip. I'm like, what permission slip? He's like, I've told you about this like 20 different times. I'm like, I don't remember. I remember. And so I ended up like having to pull up to the school. He had to run to his class, get another permission slip, run back so that I could sign it and run in. So anyways, I'm, I'm not real organized. I get that. I get that. I have to like make systems because it's a hot mess over here. Mm-hmm. It's a hot mess. Yes. It's a hot mess. Okay. What, what do you got, Amy? Um, okay. I, really struggle. Okay. So my daughter's five. I said that, and she is in her whining phase. And I feel like every kid goes through a whining phase where everything is just like, oh, but I don't want to, Mom, I don't like puffy sleeves. <laughs> yes. I, like that is the one, like, I feel like I deal with every kid behavior decently. Well, most of them, except for whining. Like I'm literally like, I I don't, you just wear the shirt. I'm so sorry about the puffy sleeves. Just wear the shirt. I can't, I cannot deal with this. I'm so sorry. I can't do the whining. I do. I struggle with the, the whining phase really is hard for me. Yeah. So maybe that one. Same. I don't know. I feel like and sometimes I try to be like, I try to be so nice and so nice and like, okay, okay, guys, well, let's go. Let's go. Okay. It's time to go to school. It's time to go to school. And then all of a sudden nobody's listening to me. And I'm like, it's time to go to school. Oh, like <laughs> from like Mary, it's, I'm sure that's not healthy. I'm sure somebody somewhere is listening to this and they're like, she's got to go see a counselor about no, that. No. Um, no, we just talked about it I, being a safe space where other moms yes. are hearing you and they're saying, that's me. I want to be Mary yes. Poppins voice. And I can I only hold that Mary in Poppins. so long. That is not sustainable. Yes, well, and I, I always I tell feel, my kids, I hate my voice when I yell. I'm like, I hate my voice like this. Do not make me do it. I don't yeah. like it. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like it. My bio says recovering angry mom. So there is no judgment oh, man. Up, in this, up in this space. Okay. I feel like my my Mary Poppins time frame is a lot shorter than other people. Like, I feel like other people are able to hang in there in the Mary Poppins for longer and I, I, I can't hang, hang in there for very long. Well, and I feel like, especially at night. Yeah. Like I'm like, it is past eight. If you yeah. want nice mom, she's gone. She is like the building. Yeah. You have to get in bed. If you want to continue with nice mom. Cause she, she is, she's all done. And if you watch Mary Poppins or you watch, like, I watch sound of music and I realized, Oh, Maria is fun. Like she's not the, mm-hmm. she's in there for the fun and the crazy. And I want to be Maria. Like that's my inner, my inner self is Maria, but with my own kids, I have a hard time. And then Mary Poppins yeah. is very like, she's not fun. I mean, she creates some fun, but she's she is kind structured. Of, she's very structured. Yeah. She's very like queen like yeah. stance True. and she doesn't, she's no nonsense and she's kind of tough. She's not, yeah. I am like a fairy voice. I'm not Mary princess. Poppins. Yeah. Mm-mm. No, I'm really no. not Mary Poppins. No, I Mary feel like she owns Poppins. that place. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But true. also, I need to say something shocking here. I need okay. to say it though. I have never seen The Sound of Music. <gasps> I've Pull never it up seen right it. now. Okay, y'all. This is going to be a longer you episode. Do it right now, because we're all going to watch <laughs> Sound of Music together, and we're going <laughs> to. 
You have a five-year-old girl. This is perfect time. This is your moment. This is uh, it. I want a five-year-old girl so I can watch it with her. Send her over. Well, How far is Midland? I'll send her over because there's, I like, I really like funny. Like I need like a funny comedy sort of thing. And like something about that just seems a little bit like, I don't want to do it. I think. Oh, I know. I'm so okay. sorry. I'm, I'm so not sorry. judging. I'm not judging. Do you need I'm to just end more this podcast right now? <laughs> I'm just more in shock. And I, I think that maybe you'd think it's funny. Some of it. I probably would. I probably maybe. would. I'd probably like it so much. I think as a parent too, his authoritarian style and her. Anyway, I think you would find it funny, but. Okay. I, mean, All I right. feel like most people love it. I'm definitely the blow. My husband does not here. love it because he grew up with three sisters and he's done. He's over it. Oh, he's way over it. <laughs> um, okay. What are some war stories from your toddler baby years? Any stories of, Oh my God. Oh, are we here for poop stories? Or oh yeah. Poop, like poop stories are where it's at. Stories? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So one time I had a new, my two boys, my son was two and he was in the shopping cart and I had my other my other son was a newborn and he was in the car seat in the front and I was like in the zone at the grocery store just shopping my two-year-old just talking like la 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 like nonstop. and I'm just like in the mom zone you know where you're just like uh-huh uh-huh oh uh-huh like not listening at all just autopilot just putting stuff in there but I get, he was saying, mom, I have to poop. Like, mom, I have to poop. And I was not paying any attention. And I got to the, um, I got to the checkout stand and I looked, I went to start like grabbing stuff out of the cart and this horrendous smell just like washes over me. And I'm like, what is this? And then I realized I had gotten some like spicy brown mustard and I'm like, oh my gosh, the spicy brown mustard has exploded over all the groceries in my cart. You guys, it was not spicy brown. It was, (laughs) but it was like that. His (laughs) diaper had exploded over all the groceries. So like, what do you even do? Like, I can't put these, I can't pay for these. I cannot put them on the, the, the belt, like so I had to abandon the cart. I came back. Don't worry. I came back. I had to take him out to the car and my like crying newborn. And I like had to like wash his whole body. And then I had to like do the walk of shame back into the store where, you know, it had stank up like half the store at that point and wiped down like all the groceries. No. It no. was, it was, it was so bad. There should be a phone <laughs> number you can call in those moments. It should be. And a mom support like- team comes in like a SWAT team and they like, you like <laughs> yeah. hand them the baby and then you've got the wiper downer and it's like, ta-da. <laughs> like we need a mom support team you can call. That would be awesome. I bet there's yeah. some like, and it's like empty nest moms that would be so game for that. It would give them purpose. And my gosh, it's like one of those moments where you're like, is this my life? <laughs> this cannot be my life. Like I'm wiping down poop off of all my groceries right now on aisle nine and people are walking by and I'm like, Hi. Hello. Hi. How are you doing? Just don't mind me. Don't mind me. Don't buy these diapers. Time to size up. That's what I always, whenever we had the blowouts, I'm like, yes, it's time to size up. Can't hold it all anymore. Yeah. Jess, that one's really bad. It's really bad. 
was like, good. really bad. Mine, can we just let Jess have it with that one? Like that one was really good. Just like a little clap, like a like, way to go. Yeah. I, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's I mean, my, the crown jewel of all my poop stories. I'm sure yes. I have a lot, but that one's the. Yes. That one is to be held high. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're not mm-hmm. even going to attempt it, Amy? No, no I am mm-hmm. not. I mean, I have stories, but not. You know, like I feel like not spicy brown mustard. No, 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 (laughs) no. Okay. (laughs) We're going to, this will be the last one. What are some things that you've let go of mom guilt for? Like, you're not going to feel guilty about them anymore. All the things. (laughs) I have like, I kind of started as a mom blogger. So like the more I talked about my my like secret insecurities and failures. And everyone was like, me too. I just got like more and more brave. And I was like, Oh, I'm fine. Like I don't do all the things. One of my weird things is I do not cut apples. Like I draw the line. You can eat a whole apple. I cannot handle slicing apples. I will not. I also sometimes there's socks all over my house all the time. My kids, rain socks everywhere they go it drives me nuts and sometimes I throw them away I take them out of the couch and I throw them away (laughs) no guilt no guilt no Mm -mm. that's great those are good ones what do you got Amy man um what have I let I don't know I'm pretty hard on myself I'm not gonna lie I'm pretty hard on myself I wish I wasn't but I am oh you know, I would say just different stuff with like, just letting them be who they are. And like, like mm. my middle son has a mullet right now. Like <laughs> he, he is business in the front. He is party in the back. And you know what? I'm not gonna, I, I don't feel guilty when his hair is messy. My youngest, she dresses herself and like, she wears who knows what and has her own little style. And I don't try to control that. I'm just like, I love that you put that together. I love that. I love you. And I'm like, they'll come out like they'll come or, you know, my middle son, like, how do you like my hair? And I'm like, how do you like your hair? <laughs> and then I, <laughs> and then if he's like, I think it looks really good. Then I'm like, you know what, bud, you go rock it. You go rock it and be who you are and love people really well. And I'm not. I guess, I guess that's not really feeling guilty. It's just something that I let go of. Well, a lot of moms would feel, yeah, no moms would feel guilt about that. Like if they're, if they're not looking perfect, they would feel bad. Yeah. You you could not like my daughter. I I love it. I love her sense of style. I'm like, you want to wear camo leggings with that floral dress and that like, she has these red glitter, like combat boots and rainbow socks. Then I'm like, I actually love it. I love it. I love that you have that confidence. I love that you put it together. Yeah, do that. Do that. Someone should do a runway of, because my friends that have little girls, they do the same, like let them dress however to church and it's amazing. And I love it. That needs to be a runway. Like that needs to be a TikTok of all these amazing combinations of outfits. That would be so cute. I mean, and even make adult versions because that's kind of what the runways look like, honestly. Like it's just rando. Yeah. I know. And we try so so hard to like, look at let's, well, let me look this way and let me go. Like I went to a party last night. It was like my one party that I will go to for like in six months, I may be going (laughs) to one social event. And mine was last night and all of my friends and I were on the phone with each other. What are you wearing? Well, what are you wearing? I don't know. I don't know. And then we're sending pictures back and forth. And you know what? My daughter never does. She never wonders what anybody else is wearing. She just wears (laughs) what she wants to wear. 
and she never yes, questions girl. it and she's always confident and i'm yes. like i yes. think we could all stand to be a little more like that totally yes. yeah yeah i feel like in dallas i always get it wrong i'm not from here so there's always like some hidden like they went to some class and they're like when the party is at this time on a tuesday you wear this exact <laughs> thing and they all like got the memo and i'm like either under or over all the time so i'm going to take a memo from your daughter yeah. and just do me do just me. do it um, y'all are fun. I can see why you're friends. Cause I would hang out with you and, um, I'm super excited for your book. I'll be there, but I'll be wearing sweatpants. Very yeah. relatable. Thank you. And thank very you, helpful. You. And, um, we will put all the links in the show notes and where people can find you and your community that you have fostered over the years. And so thanks for being with me today. Thank you. So you thank much. you. This was, so this was fun. fun. Great rest of your week. <laughs> thank you. Okay, moms, I hope you check out their book, uh, even just their Instagram account and be encouraged. They're two super fun gals. Um, I'm going to pray for us because I know this is a hard conversation. Also in the show notes, Stephanie Snow, our new VA, she's found some related episodes, uh, other friendship episodes, if you need a little bit more encouragement in that area. But I'm pray for us. Lord, I thank you that you gave us community, but Lord, there's so much pain and hurt that can come alongside with that. There's also so much healing available. I thank you, Lord, how you have grown me in this area to be honest about what I'm feeling, thinking, and what I need, and to share those with friends, even if it's uncomfortable, even if it could potentially cause conflict, or I could be embarrassed. And I pray, Lord, that you would help us to do the heart work with you to figure out what's going on and the lies that we're believing about ourselves and about others and to allow you to replace those lies with the truth of who you say we are and who you are and to help us provide grace to ourselves and grace to those around us and to be your hands and feet here in our communities. Lord, I pray that we can take that risk to invite that mom wherever we are, whether we're behind masks, whether we are using the internet, um, whatever we're doing, Lord, that we can be led by your Holy Spirit, prompted in that moment to send that message of encouragement, to let her know how um, much you love her and that she is not the only one that something is hard or that whatever circumstance outside of motherhood she's walking through, that we can be that body of believers who love one another well. Thank you and praise you for Amy and Jess and Jesus name. Amen. Okay. I know it's hard, y'all. It's not easy. And the enemy definitely wants to keep you as moms isolated so that you don't do this holy work of building up the next generation. And I'll tell you what, <laughs> there's just so much going on in the world. We need each other. We need co-laborers. We need to be for each other's kids as much as we are for our own kids thriving, and that's hard to do. One way I want to support you in this winter season, maybe you're in quarantine, is by providing you some community, some online community, and we already started meeting last week. It's our book club. We are talking through the Don't Mom Alone book. It's happening over on Patreon. If you want to join us, all you have to do is go to patreon.com forward slash don't mom alone, sign up to be part of the winter pep club or if you're already a DMA insider, you're included. I've even included those of you who are cheerleaders. Anyone over on Patreon, you are invited to join us for these book club conversations. Last Wednesday, we had a great chat. We talked through 
you know, how do you actually let your kids be jerks and what are the ins and outs of that? And just read through some scripture on our part and God's part and not taking full responsibility for our kids' behavior, but still shaping them. And then, you know, even if if you're a pastor's wife, we talked through the, the complications of your kids' behavior in church or, you know, then we got into the second chapter and this good mom formula, but what about when you get together with a bunch of moms and they just talk about what bad moms they are and it becomes this negative place and how do you help there? So great conversations are happening. If you want to talk through the book with us or you're just needing a place to process motherhood with safe people who don't even know your kids. They just want to talk about motherhood with you and God and all the things. Join us over on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash don't mom alone. I really feel like it's a great option, particularly this winter. I'd love to help you in that. Join me here next week. You do not want to miss it. I have interviewed um, child development specialist Dr. Nell Bush, and she is sharing four pillars of development when it comes to uh, particularly the stage of the preteen teen. And I think it's I remember hearing her talk on it when my oldest was three and stuff she said stuck with me. And I might have even shared it on this episode before, forgetting that it was from her. It's good stuff. You don't want to miss it. Meet me here next week. And I hope y'all just just want to give everyone a big hug. A huge, huge hug. Keep going. Keep walking. We're doing great work. Even if you're just, if you're showing up, you're doing a great job. All right. Adios. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Don't Mom Alone podcast. If you're wanting to connect with more people and more resources to help remind you that you're not alone, head over to don'tmomalone.com. That's where you'll also find show notes with any links mentioned by our guests. Most importantly, I want you to know the good news, the great news that you're not alone because God has promised to always be with you. With faith in Jesus Christ, the one who died for you and rose again, Jesus said when he left, he was going to leave a helper, a comforter to be with us. God in us. Moms, that's superpower. So while you're washing dishes at your kitchen sink, while you're driving to and from work, while you're feeding that baby late into the night, while you're cleaning sticky floors, God promises to be just as present with you as when you're worshiping in a church pew. As it says in Zephaniah 3.17, the Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He takes great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love and he will rejoice over you with singing. Now that's good news. Have a great day.